Mexico! Hello! And welcome back to the Give and Go. I'm your co-host Reynoso here with my boy Soltero. What's up, guys? You might notice a slight alteration in video quality, specifically for my camera, because producer Rudd is out. He's out right now. He had to sub out of the game, injured foot. And thus, we have a new producer on board. Producer Sib. Producer Sib subbing in for producer Rudd. Thank you, my boy. Just as it always goes, man, if someone gets injured, we have someone step up right away. That's the beauty of the give and go. That's the that's the state of a truly well-ran club. Dude, I, actually, for real, man. I mean, you're about to go to New York in a couple of days. Yes, so sir. I'm going to do a quick little episode on my own, probably with producer Rudd once he's back. So, yeah, you know, we adapt, we move. That's what we do here at the give and go, bro. Come yes, on. Sir. But yes, the viewers already know that. So they let's keep that. this ball rolling, expect, baby. Man. And this, this Monday, look forward to an episode in which I will be featuring on the Cooligans podcast. Yeah. The Cooligans, a podcast that I used, used to look up to in the football, soccer podcast space. And I'll be featuring on there for the first time ever. I'm excited, man. I'm excited. And likewise, you'll be doing your solo episode. And it'll be a beautiful thing to see right after the Gold Cup final, mm. which we are here to preview. So with that being said, so much has happened in the Gold Cup tournament leading up to today's shoot. We had the quarterfinal matchups happen, which we haven't fully released our thoughts on. But we said, you know what? Let's halt those thoughts and let's wait until the semifinals to fully release what we think about what has happened in this tournament. Mexico faced off against Jamaica, USA against Panama. What many consider to be USA's B team or even C team has been knocked out of the Gold Cup tournament by the high-flying, highly motivated Panamanian side. Panama sees themselves progress into the final of this tournament after defeating USA in a penalty shootout and absolute magic all around with players like Adalberto Carasquilla, Godoy, Ismael Diaz, Fajardo. This Panamanian team arrived into this game with a chip on their shoulder and was able to beat a team that overall, in my opinion, had a very underwhelming Gold Cup appearance in the USA. Panama is in the final, the USA is out, and they're set to face off against Mexico, brother, yeah. in that final game at SoFi Stadium. 100%. Completely agree. Obviously, USA's B team, but you know, going into this game after struggling against Canada, you might say, I was a little wary about how they were going to perform against such an informed Panama side. I still thought the USA were going to compete, and they did. I mean, it went all the way into penalties. But as you said, kind of an underwhelming performance. And when you look at the goal that they conceded to go down 1-0 late into the match, lazy, man. Yeah. So lazy. A really high line with kind of no worry that Panama might even get past you considering there's 40 yards to goal and that knowing that you're going to have to track back. And then DeAndre Yedlin trying to play some half-ass offside trap that just did not work. Really stupid from him just on an individual perspective. And Panama go all the way, get that goal. Matt Turner can't do anything about it. And Panama go up 1-0. And I couldn't believe it, man. I, believe I it, man. could not believe it. Because later into that game, I was like, ah, nil-nil. Like, this only favors the U.S. because they have the home crowd. Yeah. They just have the experience. They just won the cup two years ago. They're in form in that regard. So I was like, shit, like this just doesn't bode well for an inexperienced, if you will, Panama side. 
But once they got that goal, man, I was in honestly pure ecstasy. Obviously, I was going to the U.S. for the most part, but seeing Panama succeed in that manner, I couldn't help but like smile and cheer them on yeah. once that goal went in. Saying it, bro, they're such a happy team. Yes. Like, that you can't deny the joy they get out of getting a goal and getting the lead and progressing into the tournament because they played so well this entire entire tournament they deserve this man and so you can't you can't deny them that man yeah. you got to root for it in some shape or level but it was against your usa squad at the end of the day yeah it was and i i had hopes for them to actually retain the title which it just would have been such a big statement for the usa to go back to back with b slash c team squads that would have yeah. been ridiculous and that's kind of what i was rooting for but to have panama do what they did on sunday night i mean i'm all for it you know big teams small teams whatever panama is if they're trying to be a big team they have my full-fledged support yeah. brother but this channel bro because <laughs> yeah. ever since the cinderella team of Concacaf video was yeah. produced and we talked about panama two years before yeah. and World Cup qualifiers and then they end up disappointing us we've shown and we've supported Panama in that sense but time and time again they've disappointed us and it's just nice to see them finally have that confidence on the pitch that we've been yearning for them to have for so long yeah and one thing that they've done right this entire tournament even in the Nations League prior and then in this game against the United States too has been their collectiveness as you said they're so happy but I think it's because they have full trust in one another across the entire pitch honestly when you look at their entire 11 I don't really see a weak player. Like yeah. they're all pretty much on the exact same tier level as far as skill is concerned. And not only that, but they back it up with the motivation, the skill set, and the aggression, man. Whether it's on the defensive end, on the offensive end, this Panama team has a really specific energy about them. And it's so infectious. It's so contagious. And I'm really excited to see them in the final. But shit, man, it got close. It got, close. It got really yeah, it like, close. Because yeah, 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 yeah. uh, what an equalizer by yeah. Ferreira, man. Yeah. What a goal. Do you think it was intentional? I think it hit his shin. <laughs> <laughs> but still, nonetheless, the instinct, the pure instinct to yeah. hit it, diagonal volley, that, that, that does take a lot of skill. Yeah. Even if it is slightly accidental, I couldn't do that shit if it took me a hundred times. You know what bro, I mean? Man. No, not, not as pure, bro. Yeah, like, he was bro. able to get some good contact and it went right into that corner of the yeah. net, bro. A beautiful goal. And I was just like, fuck. Like, Bonham only had to leave for like five yeah. minutes. I was like, shit. Not what I wanted, again, because I just went back to what I was thinking earlier is if the USA go to extra time, I just feel like they'd have, you know, maybe just a, the crowd behind them. But no, man, for the rest of the game, Panama held strong. They didn't get in their own heads, which they've they done God. a lot in the past. But that's what difference about this team. And I'm telling you, there's a different energy, spirit that's raging through all of these Panamanian players. And you can see it on the pitch. Yep. It's so apparent. The game goes into penalties. And at that point, honestly, didn't care who won because either side would have deserved it. I say Panama slightly deserved it a little bit more. But the USA stayed in the game. They had a better second half, too. They were able to adjust to Panama's amazing first half. And so at that point, I was like, you know what? Whoever goes to the final fully deserved it. And uh, we got Panama, brother. We got Panama, man. But it's just crazy to see the, the talent on board. But I think all of it is maximized because like we said earlier, their collectiveness, man. This is a yeah. team. If anything, I think this is the most 
This is the team with the most chemistry in this tournament for sure, maximizing the abilities of each single one of these players. And what's beautiful about it is that they each have a role to provide in this team. Carrasquilla is the finesse, creative midfielder for them, but he's also a workhorse as well. He can get that ball back if he needs to. Yeah. He has an animal and Anibal Godoy right next to them working, doing the dirty work for him as well. In the back, you have Andrade, who's such a leader, so solid and so reliable and consistent. And then up front, you got fucking three, four, guys that are just capable of scoring some amazing opportunities and goals all in all we have a very special panamanian side at this tournament and they qualify to the gold cup final for the first time and i think in over a decade dude it's been a while for it's them it's been a while i think since 2013 yeah i think so it's literally so been 10 years yeah, yeah. but yeah uh, to go off of that i want to highlight their first 50 minutes or essentially the first entire half Probably the best Panama performance, those first 45 minutes, that I've seen in a really long time. But it goes off of what you were saying, the chemistry and fluidity and the trust that everyone has in each singular position on the pitch is honestly unprecedented for even like this Panama side. Again, they did do so good to make it into the 2018 World Cup, but you know, I just thought that team was really yeah. good in certain aspects, but definitely faltered in others. But this team, I think, is so much more complete. We've been harping on it for the last month now at this Gold Cup, but more specifically, man, some players I do want to highlight and some that you already have, Adalberto Carrasquilla. I love how dynamic he is considering he's naturally defensive minded. <laughs> I love yeah. that combo, yeah. man, because when he gets on the ball, he's actually looking to go. He's looking to go forward and he's not scared to dribble, penetrate or just do a long crossing ball or try and do a little slip through ball pass, man. He tries it all. And I love the risks that he takes right in the center of the pitch. I just think it, it shows for more free flowing football. And it's honestly, it's just more fun to watch too. Oh, get him out of Houston, man. Yeah. Like it'd, it'd, be, it'd be more <laughs> fun to see him in a Houston, higher pressure bro. situation for sure. Cause he has the talent level 100%. And then he's already, young. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's got time. Yeah. And then right alongside you have definitely a more destroyer type of midfield, Anibal Godoy, but very similar to Carrasquilla. Loves to be on the ball. <laughs> does not mind it whatsoever. Loves moving it back and forth. And then Edgar Joel Barcenas as a right wingback inclusion due to Michael Murillo's uh, absence, yes. I think due to injury, I thought was fantastic too. You have a number 10, a, your creative player, and a very wide kind of midfield slash defensive but also offensive position. It worked out perfectly because when he got the ball he was in acres of space constantly and i think what that did was it just opened up that entire right flank for panama and then it kept the usa so occupied like, who's running behind me you have to look at barcenas right in front of you because he has the handles mm -hmm. to take you one-on-one -on -one and get past you it was so fascinating, so entertaining to watch. And on the other side, you have Eric Davis, just an out-and-out out fullback. Got a whip of a left boot to send in beautiful crosses, man. And then, of course, you still have Quintero, Fajardo, Ismael Diaz to just keep the defensive line busy. And the amount of penetration and the amount of occupation that they pulled off in that first half, I thought was brilliant, man. And I hope they can take that same energy, that same mindset, skill set, 
to the final against Mexico. Because if they do, I think they'll have a genuine chance at lifting this goddamn trophy, bro. I love I love that we're making this about Panama and not so much about the USA to start. Because, yeah. bro, all the ESPN outlets, the US soccer channels I'm seeing online, it's all about the USA and how they failed to qualify for the final. But Panama deserves the initial credit for what they've been able to do. We're talking about possibly the best generation of Panamanian players that we've ever seen, and it's just only starting. Yeah. They still have two, three years to build to the World Cup and to see what they can really, truly realize. But with the timeline of all these players, with their belief in Thomas Christensen to lead them to that tournament, Panama is looking like they could truly be a very good representative of CONCACAF at the World Cup that is yet to come, man. So shout out to Panama, making it to the final. And I agree, a very feisty opponent for Mexico that no Mexican should underestimate at the end of the day, man, because this is the best Panamanian side I've seen in the buildup to a final. And I am excited for what's going to be a very, very good game to decide the champion of the Gold Cup. Now on the other side, the USA. Mm -hmm. The USA gets knocked out of this tournament after having lifted it in 2021. And if you don't mind, brother, I'd like to get my thoughts out first on this one specifically. It's because my team, bro. Nah, fuck your team, bro. <laughs> <laughs> because my concerns, my gripes with this U.S. squad going into this tournament when we made that Gold Cup preview a few, month, a few weeks ago oh, yeah. were solidified. Mm. I think the USA wasted a tournament. They wasted it. And my problem is that I feel that the U.S. Federation is getting a little greedy. They're getting a little arrogant with the success they've had with their A-team. You can't waste tournaments, bro. You can't. This is a bigger tournament in comparison to the Nations League. In my opinion, when it comes to CONCACAF, the USA decided to bring their B. Some would even argue their C team because they do have a lot of good depth pieces that they could showcase and develop in tournaments like these. But here's why I have an issue with it. And I stated it in the preview before. Two things for me. First, when you're the top of CONCACAF, you have to make sure to maintain that dominance, especially knowing how North Americans are, bro. Ah. Mexicans, Panamanians, we love to get carried away, man. We really <laughs> do. And a constant reminder of you not being the best team in CONCACAF is necessary. That's what kept USA fans quiet for so many years, man, because Mexico never brought their B or C team level teams to these tournaments. They always made sure to bring their best squads and to win the tournament that they knew they were capable of winning. That's my first biggest gripe to start. The second one and the biggest one is that what truly did the USA learn from having these players play in this tournament. I mentioned it before. I don't think a single one of these players outside of Matt Turner can actually vie for a starting position for that USA squad in the A-team. The A-team is just so defined. It's so solid. It's so straightforward. What's the point, man? Other Outside of guys like Cade Cowell, maybe Jalen Neal developing their talents at such a young age, I don't really see the positives here for the USA that warrant them not bringing their best team available to the biggest tournament in CONCACAF. Now you have Mexico and Panama both feeling really good about themselves going into that final. And I don't think that's a good thing for the USA. I think if you're the USA and if you're a USA fan, you should want to be on top, man. You should want to be on that mountain overlooking all the other measly CONCACAF teams, knowing that you do have the best squad available to you you when you bring out the best players but it's just frustrating for me man it's frustrating that they ultimately didn't commit to it because 
I think they got greedy. I think they saw that in 2021, they were able to do it and win it and got bailed out essentially. But I justify that 2021 decision because they were in a transitionary place at that time. They almost needed to do it to figure out who's going to be an important part of the squad come the 2022 World Cup. But now, bro, the team has figured out. There's nothing to dissect. There's nothing to look into. The USA is the best team in CONCACAF. Keep on bringing your best players and bring them out to compete in this tournament instead of underwhelming and disappointing and showcasing your brand in a negative way because what ultimately did the USA end up doing at this tournament? They ended up tying Jamaica in a game which they could have gone down 2-0 and lost. Mm -hmm. They ended up tying Canada over 120 minutes in regulation, which they almost blew too with Canada going up 2-1 at one point. And then they tied Panama over 120 minutes as well in a game where they went down 1-0 and tied in the last five minutes. Outside of that, they beat Caribbean island teams, man. I don't think there's much to give, much to learn from what we saw from the USA. And I'm frustrated at that because we know what they're capable of. Right. And I think they got greedy, bro. So I hear what you're saying. I want to put that out there first. And actually, I agree with you more than I thought I would. Pretty much all the points that you made, I agree with. And I think they're good points and they actually make a lot of sense. Then From, why do I feel like you're about to agree with, disagree <laughs> with me? <bro>? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Let me keep agreeing with you because as a, keep going. As a fan, yeah. 100%, I want to see the A-team and I want to see them play against Mexico in the final yeah. and I want to see them beat them again 3-0. Yeah. That's what I would love to see. But your main point is also why I didn't care that they brought their B slash C team. The point being that the starting 11 is already set in stone. Due to that simple fact, I'm fine with fielding in a completely new 11 because we know we don't have to test the starting 11. We don't have to That's test the loser's mentality, though, man. No, 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 no. That, win championships, bro. Lift no, trophies when you can. That's a Pharaoh's mentality. That's how good we are, bro. Seriously. Bro. We are so much better than any other team in CONCACAF that we don't care. No. No, nah, we don't. Nah. You want two As a, trophies, bro. Relax. No, like, no, no. But that's the thing. Like, come on, bro. But you said it yourself. The Federation has gotten greedy, and it's, it's true. I we've gotten so. greedy because so. we've earned it. We've mm. truly earned it, and we just have a different take. We do. We think Y'all do. Different. From the Mexicans, for from sure. Mexi we like trophies. We like winning. My fault. <laughs> My fault. We like championships, Right, no, bro. absolutely. Yeah, we, we have a different perspective. That's it. And so when I look at this team and I, when I look at this loss against Panama, I'm like, you know what? You know, I, I, I like Brian Reynolds. I like what yeah, he brought yeah. to the team. I thought Matt Turner actually had an, an incredible tournament. If anything, he solidified yeah, his no number question. one position. No question. no question. And then seeing Miles Robinson actually yeah. play like 90 minutes yeah. back to back to back, commanding that back line. I was like, okay, good. You know, I could actually see him getting called up consistently when the A team gets assigned. But he's not, he's not starting over Zimmerman, bro. No, well, he's not. I actually, nah, Berhalter loves Zimmerman. I know, man. I, I know, but Zimmerman. And Richards is solidified, in my opinion. But Zimmerman might be getting just a little too old, especially in 2026. Oh, yeah, and if yeah. Miles Robinson, considering his age, continues to improve, I actually could see Robinson starting at the World Cup. But he still has a lot of work to do, and that's a given. Yeah. But I liked his performances. Now, there are, there are other things that I learned, too. James Sands, 
probably never going to see him again as far as like a starting 11 A team no. position, you know. But I you do need him that. as a backup though. Like who's Tyler Adams' immediate backup? Right. I think it was him because I think the USA started like Johnny Cardoso for some time. Yeah. But it's James Sands, I think. At the very least he did solidify that. But it's like death pieces, man. Even then, I thought Sands had a bad game against Panama. But you're right. They're all depth decisions because, for example, look at Sendejas, who was injured in this last game. But uh, he just had good performances, nothing crazy, but show that he can play at a high level. But he's already showed that with America, for example. So Sendejas, all he's going to do is probably just get on the bench at most, right? And then Brandon Vasquez, I thought, was all right. He's good in the MLS. This level's a little bit different. I think it's a little bit too much for him, but he has room to grow too. But then on the converse side, I thought Ferreira looked good, man. I thought he looked really good. He good improved. enough no, to he's improved. Good enough to for me to be the number 2 right behind Balogun. Now unfortunately, if Balogun's fully fit, he's never coming off the pitch. So that's another thing. But yeah. Ferreira could play out wide, maybe he comes on when we really need or desperate for a goal if that ever happens. I think Ferreira solidified to the coaches that hey, I can score goals against anybody, and he can. So there were things to learn. Now, did they all mean anything big? No, that's where I agree with you. I don't think it really meant anything big, but it's because the 11 is so defined. I have no problems. Then I bring that zero. 11, man. Then we then don't why, need it. Then why not? We then don't need it, man. Win a trophy, bro. No, but, but, uh, Dominate CONCACAF. No, Gio Reyna, we've talked about how injury prone he is. I, I, I even <laughs> joked, let's not play him for another three years. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I meant that. That makes sense. I meant that. That makes sense. But if you want to be a king, you have to prove yourself every single time. You no, have the opportunity, no, if man. If you're a true king, you get your peasants to do the work for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did it, bro. They, they did almost it. They're, did. they're getting, they're bro, getting shagged by Panamanians, they were a man. Penalty shootout away, and that's what I don't think people understand is that even though the USA performed pretty poorly, they almost made it to a goddamn final. They almost like, did, and that that would have been on some bullshit, though, man. Like two straight penalty shootouts, not only winning against <laughs> no, Caribbean yeah, yeah, Island, yeah. bro. They would have Croatiaed it for yeah. sure. <laughs> Portugal Euros 2016 <laughs> type of shit, man. Yeah, but, but I see what you're saying. I do. Yeah, I'm just, so, you know, I just I like silverware. That's my thing. I really do, and I just don't understand why a team would deny that. Not even bringing Burhalter to the tournament. Like that's greedy, bro. <laughs> that's so greedy to me. Right, right, but, right, right. Uh, look, I'll concede this. If the USA manages to make it deep into the World Cup in a way that Mexico never did because Mexico ended up playing their best squads in the Gold Cup, then I will concede my argument. Mm. Like maybe this is a long-term move. Maybe in their quest to a quarterfinal appearance in the World Cup, they might need a fucking James Sands, Jesus right. Ferreira to come Brian off the Reynolds. bench and lead them to, to that. If they do, If that happens then we can look back to the Gold Cup as a literal example of what there was to benefit from this tournament and them taking advantage of it. Only in that sense will I concede my argument, bro. But I'm still, I'm just saying, bro, if you're the king of CONCACAF, then fucking prove that. Give yourself the crown. Keep the crown on your neck. We're going to see Mexico lift the trophy, bro. Yeah, maybe. Or Panama. Whoever it is, man. We're going to see a different team outside of USA talk shit and and convince themselves that they're the kings of CONCACAF while the USA still truly is that behind the scenes. Right. Okay. Yeah. Again, I agree with that. It is strange that the Federation continually and consistently makes weird decisions. I mean, you know, Burhalter. That, that decision alone was strange yeah. considering we were looking for a European coach way back then. Then firing him. Then getting him back. And then this, the two back-to-back Gold Cup B teams, right? I understand. The decisions are weird. But oddly enough, man, I, I get him. I, and, and I actually right. back it. All I right. support it. 
USA all the way. It's red, white, and blue. We are the best team in CONCACAF. There's no question. I don't we know now. Need- I don't know now, man. That's all I'm <laughs> See, saying. That's, what, that's saying. what I'm saying, though. A lot of people are like, I don't know now, and, man. And, 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 that matters. And, right. You're right. And to end my point, I, I'll end it with agreeing with you. To just a fan or someone who just watches football and doesn't really follow the U.S., yeah. right? Doesn't follow it the way we do. This looks horrible. This yeah. looks bad, and people will understand. People won't understand. They'll be like, "Oh, USA lost yeah, against out blank." Of context, for out sure. of context, it's going to look terrible, and they're not going to understand it. And then the next time the USA play, they're going to have pretty low expectations. Whereas in turn, we actually should have the highest expectations because we should be winning another Gold Cup. Yeah. I completely agree. But when I look at the entire scope of the USA situation, and especially knowing how long I follow them, knowing every single player. I have no problem with what just went down this summer. No problem at all. Just got back from the mechanic. What, ha- what happened? What, ha- what went on? The Lamborghini got fixed, bro. <laughs> <laughs> everybody <laughs> hop on to the Lamborghini, bro. <laughs> Bomb, bro. It's a bust now, man. Not everybody fits on that shit, bro, because everyone's on board. The Lamborghini is back in effect, man. Mexico defeats Jamaica 3-0 Three. in the semifinal of the Gold Cup. Mexico took the lead within two minutes of the game behind the Henry Martin goal. Followed that up with a Luis Chavez banger. And the game was done, bro. Mm. The game was done after that. Mexico was essentially in cruise control for 89 minutes. And it stayed that way until that final consolation goal at that point to make it 3-0. Mexico with probably their best performance in years, defeats Jamaica to go to the final, man. Mexico-Panama in the final. Mexico wins. Lamborghini is back on board, and Mexicans are feeling good. Dude, the first 15 minutes of that game was awesome. Legit felt like it was 2014. I was in high school. Getting hyped for a fucking Mexico <laughs> game, man. It was crazy. Yeah, man. It yeah, was it really crazy. Was. Yeah. Chiquito Sanchez, Luis Chavez, Romo. Beautiful little interchanges. Constant tight one-two passing. Runs off the ball. Antuna, Orbelin Pineda. Yeah. Getting on the ball and actually being confident. Getting a little fancy with it, too. Football champagne, yeah. man. <laughs> I'm serious. Henry Martin getting in the box. Being dangerous. Yeah. Scoring a goal within the first 90 seconds. Come on, Come on man. man. Come and on. the stadium, bro, loud. And it wasn't even... Sold out. No, it wasn't. It wasn't even it sold wasn't. out, but the people, they were like, Mexico, baby, come on, let's rejoice. The Tudeene the commentators were having a fucking field day, man. <laughs> they are actually happy for this once. This is therapy for a lot it of Mexican was, fans, man. Was, this is like, we've been waiting for something like this, man. <sighs> Gallardo, too. Yeah. Two assists in this match, man. Looking like vintage Gallardo for yeah. the first time in a long time, dude. All around, this Mexican team was cooking, bro, cooking. And on the flip side, Jamaica, man. Jamaica, disappointing in ways that Jamaicans already know how it feels, man. They already do because we thought and many other pundits thought that Jamaica would end up being a very feisty opponent in this tournament. And similar to my criticism of the USA, I think Jamaica was wildly similar. When did they truly impress in this tournament, man? When? Defeating Guatemala 1-0 in a quarterfinal matchup in which they shouldn't have won by way more given the talent disparity? 
Jamaica, man, has a lot of work to do. Halgrimson is on the fucking hot seat. And you have Mexicans rejoicing because we think that we're fucking back, man. And low key, well, don't nah, I'm not gonna carry I'm not gonna get carried away. But we did have a very, very good performance for the first time in a very long time against an opponent that we felt was very was going to be competitive against us, man. And ultimately we ended up blowing them out, man. Jamaica really let me down, man. And I mean really let me down. And you know, I, I don't mind it when a team loses. For example, if Panama would have lost, even if they didn't go to penalties, if Panama would have lost to the USA, I still would have said, you know, good tournament and good performance, right? Jamaica were horrible. And I don't like being duped. That's my, that's my biggest thing because I said, at the, I said at the beginning of this tournament, Jamaica, what they really need to focus on is their chemistry. It's not about scoring three, four, five goals against these smaller sides. It's not about that. It's about understanding why you're here and what you're working towards. And this Mexico game, in my opinion, completely undid it. And I, I don't even know where this Jamaica team goes after this. Obviously, they can stay together and obviously they can still beat the majority of the Caribbean nations and even, you know, most of Central America. But if they play, if they approach every game the way they approach basically the majority of this tournament and especially this game, man, I don't want them at the World Cup because they're not going to do anything with it. They're not going to, they're going to have any motivation. They're not going to show any sort of passion. And it's incredibly frustrating given what you said and given what you said, which is the disparity in talent that they have in comparison to most other CONCACAF teams, especially in the front half of the pitch, man. Be competitive. Do something with it. Try and figure it out. I don't know what is going on with this Jamaican team, but I'm disgusted. Once, the, once, the, once that second goal went in by Chavez, beautiful banger, by the oh, way. Yeah, I was on. done Come because on. I saw no way back for Jamaica. No way back. And there was an hour left. And I was like, this game is done. This game is done. It was a, one of the worst performances I've seen just from a CONCACAF team as far as like, the work ethic, yeah. aggression. They didn't do anything with it. And I just I just don't understand, man. And I don't know what it is. You know, maybe maybe there's some voodoo on this Jamaican team. Maybe maybe it's the circumstances. Maybe Halgrimson isn't the right coach. I don't know what it is, but bro, I swear Michael Antonio's stronger when he plays in the Prem. <laughs> yeah. I swear yeah. Bobby De Cordova Reed is a better passer when he plays for Fulham. Yeah. Leon I, Bailey, bro. I swear, Leon Bailey has better touches on the ball yeah. when he plays for fucking Aston Villa. And I do not know why, yeah. when they come together for this Jamaican team, they legitimately look like MLS-type talent. Yes, I man. don't understand it. It's incredibly worrisome if you're Jamaican. Yeah, I think and so. And it's more so than anything else for me, as a neutral fan who wanted Jamaica to do well, incredibly disappointing. Yeah. And frustrating. Well, and at that point, bro, I'm going all in on teams like Guatemala. Hell, even Haiti, who didn't even get in this knockout stage, I think showed a little bit more verve in the way that they yeah. approach every single game. They have my full support to do well in this next campaign. Now, here's the thing. There's still two and a half years left. You, Halgrenson can still call up these players. I, just need, to see, I need to see a change in mentality. But that's my whole point, bro, is that this whole tournament was about a change in mentality because they finally got a credible coach. They finally got all the European players that they wanted, and they, they didn't do anything with it, in my opinion. So they're going to have to really look inward, really dig deep, 
and have some sort of like psychotherapy session, man, because I think that's the only way that they figure this out. Now, again, they have the talent to still get far on qualification, and they will, but I, I, just from a fan perspective, I need to see way more from this Jamaica side. The big lights were too much for Jamaica. The big stage, the big energy, the big atmosphere, it's always been too much for Jamaica, and it's yet once again too big for Jamaica, man. On this podcast, I tend to do a lot of uh, familial analogies. <laughs> it's something I tend to do. And I'm going to do another one here. Jamaica is like that son that goes to school. You raise him well. You treat him well. You give him everything he needs in life. He has the money behind him. He has the talent behind him. He should be a good kid. And for the first half of the semester, he gets good grades. But all of a sudden, finals show up. He's got to take that important test to get a good grade to go to college. And Bobby comes back with an F. And you're left wondering what the hell went wrong. Because you gave him all the tools. You gave him all the experience. You gave him everything he needed on the day-to-day to succeed. Yet when it came to actually showcasing his abilities on the biggest stage, he had nothing to show for it. He, he faltered. He got nervous. He got scared. So what do you do? Ground that motherfucker, man. You're grounded, brother. And I think that's what Jamaica needs, man. Jamaica is grounded. They're grounded, bro. I don't even know what that means footballing-wise, but they're grounded. I don't want to hear from Jamaicans. I don't want to talk about Jamaica for the next couple of months because they should have, at the very least, been competitive in this match. To concede a goal within two minutes? Embarrassing, dude. Embarrassing. If you're a Jamaican fan, dude... How frustrating. No, 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 fuck that. Fuck frustrating. How angry must it have made you to finally reach a Gold Cup semifinal and lose that quickly to Mexico and essentially give up the whole game two minutes into the match? That's, that's, that's stupid, man. That's pointless as a fan. Why even root for your team if they're giving you that to root for? It's, it's abysmal, man. It's abysmal, and it just sucks because like you, I was hopeful, man. I even joked about a dream matchup in the final of Panama against Jamaica, man. Panama did their job. They lived up to their expectations, and Jamaica, in my opinion, has no excuse not to live up to theirs. Yet here we are talking about a blowout victory against my beautiful Mexico. Mm. And Jamaica embarrassing themselves on one of the biggest stages they've been set on. It's bad, bro. It's bad. I don't know what they do moving forward. I think if you're a Jamaican fan, you're just pissed off right now and you figure it out later because I don't know what this team is going to do in order to make the proper steps to qualify to the World Cup in 2026. Halgrimson specifically, although I've been hyped up about the project that he has in hand, three wins, four draws, Five losses in 12 matches that he's coached, man. Something has to change. I think this is bad. I think ultimately him, the players, and the entire federation gave us an image of what we thought was going to be and ended up just taking off the mask and revealing themselves to be the same old Jamaica that we've always known to be for the past two decades, man. And that's why I, like you, feel bamboozled, bro. Bamboozled. But Mexico, baby. Mexico, wait, we are not talking enough about, enough about Mexico, man. The, my, and, and I was thinking about that too, is it's not because Mexico didn't play a good game. It's just that for me, there's nothing to analyze here because Jamaica were so bad. It is tough. It's it is tough, tough for me to look at Mexico and actually tactically see where they did it right because where they did it right was they just had the better approach. 
You know, they yeah. had the better players. They had the better exchanges. They were better on the ball. They actually wanted to defend. They were stronger in their 50-50s. They did everything right. I didn't see a really single mistake from Mexico, but it's also because Jamaica never forced any. And they yeah. never even tried to force any. Yeah. So from there, Mexico played a damn near perfect game. And I will say this, going into a final, it's a good yeah. way to go in, though. It's a, yeah. In my opinion, like having that hype and knowing that, oh, we just beat a team three, you know, even though it was easy, knowing that, all right, let's get the job done. You're already there in Las Vegas. You know, let, I think yeah. let's go. Let's beat Panama. And I think Mexico coming off a win that they needed like that, yeah. I think that's going to do them wonders. It's tough to analyze a game in which a team goes up after one minute, man. And I, I think that's in, in all settings of football, it's tough. If it was tight for 45 minutes and then Mexico took the lead, there would have been more to take away from the game. But one minute in and you're already winning 1-0 and Jamaica is clearly not interested in yeah. competing, then I think just Mexico is the better team. But I don't think this solves all our issues. No, I don't no, no, think no. this is a big signifier for like us being on the comeback now. We got a very positive result that I feel great about, but there's still a lot to figure out. We could still very well go to the final and lose it, and the conversation shifts within just a matter of days. It's a positive result, and it felt great, bro, to relax for the first time in maybe a couple of years watching a Mexico game. <laughs> but I'm still not fully convinced going into the Panama final that we're yeah. going to win because it's going to be a very competitive match. And I wonder which Mexico side will show up. We know what we're capable of. If this is the team that we're going to see, then I do think we'll win it. But I'm not confident in what side of Mexico we're going to see because it's been so back and forth. Even this tournament, bro, blowing out Honduras, beating Haiti, and then losing to Qatar right away. Then you get a really good performance against Costa Rica, Jamaica. Are we going to continue that momentum? Or are we going to flip the switch and show the Mexico of old against Panama. Yeah, it was a really good game. Perfect execution from a Mexican perspective. But looking towards to Sunday in LA at SoFi Stadium, one of my favorite just all-around arena stadiums in the United States, by the way, I'm really excited to see that matchup of Mexico against Panama because unlike Jamaica, dude, I do think Panama is going to show up at the very least. And... As you said, to piggyback off of what you said just now about Mexico, I don't think Mexico's figured it out yet. I think they're a really good squad, but we've known that. That's very inconsistent and shaky against good sides. I don't think that has changed. And I think Panama's going to heavily test that. And what I love about this matchup, it is the direct rematch of the Nations League third place that literally <laughs> yeah. just happened a month ago and it's the same teams it was so like boring though it, it was it was it was but it was incredibly tight yeah and Panama almost had an equalizer but it ended up being ruled off or offside or a handball yeah. I forget but they were there Panama was right there and Mexico couldn't peel away from them they couldn't get a nice two three goal cushion early on in that game and now we see these two teams a little bit more matured with each other. They've grown in chemistry. And I think both are flying pretty high, relatively speaking, with what they each have. And now they get to face again for this final. I'm actually really stoked for it, bro. If I had to say who I think is going to win, I think Mexico just have a slightly higher edge. And it's, again, I think it's more down to experience, how to handle a final situation like this. And obviously, bro obviously Say they're it. going to have that home yeah. crowd like yeah. full 100 percent. there might be 
one percent of Panamanians there. But also, that also just made me realize, bro, this whole Gold Cup made me really realize there's not a lot of Panamanians in the United States, bro. No, this not is that not, many. not not not, not many, compared man. to like Salvadorans, Hondurans, Guatemalans. Guatemalans, man. They, they yeah. fill up the stadiums, but Panama has been a little. Yeah, there's not that many, man. Well, but they're probably in Panama, bro. I think they're just all a, there. It's such a great country, yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely, There's so much man. to do up there. I, I'd probably stay up there if I'm being honest, man. <laughs> yeah, and, and as for Panama, when you look at how they've gone about starting each game, it's with a tremendous amount of energy and fire, and they close down the space. They usually start off with some sort of really aggressive high press, and it makes it makes for a really fun start to the first 15, 20 minutes of the game because it never allows their opponent to immediately settle. It's pretty end-to-end, and at that point, it's just a really exciting start, and you don't really know who's going to take control, who's going to get more of the ball, who's going to have the better chances. So I love that uncertainty that Panama brings simply because they're incredibly aggressive on and off the ball. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, what I love about Panama this time around is that they... For the first time in maybe a decade, they have a team that can actually take it to Mexico. Yeah. Like they can, they can fight them. They can compete with them. They can vie for the title at the end of the day against this Mexican side. But what I'm going to look at as a deciding factor as to who is going to win this matchup specifically, I'm going to look at history. I'm going to look at CONCACAF history. I'm going to look, I'm going to look at what the past has said about this specific matchup. I think Mexico has Panama's number, man. Mm-hmm. Since 2013, Mexico has won nine games against Panama and drawn two. The last time they lost against them was 10 years ago, man. 10 years. And given that we were able to defeat them in that third place matchup in the Nations League just a couple of weeks ago, I think that Mexico, if they don't underestimate Panama, and if they prepare themselves well and they can feel the good starting 11 i think i could see them lifting the gold cup trophy to crown themselves as champions of Concacaf. and given that they have that atmosphere behind them given that they have the momentum i think the worst thing that could have happened for panama was seeing mexico win three nil bro if mexico had gone into extra time or had maybe gone through on penalties then things would have looked better for panama but the fact that it was a three nil blowout one that has Mexico feeling really good about themselves, it's the worst thing that could have happened for them. And I think ultimately, I have Mexico lifting the title. Yeah. And to be clear, I do have Mexico lifting the title as my prediction as well. But I will say this one thing about Panama regarding kind of your history take. Panama are on the verge of undoing a lot of their recent history, and that's a good thing. When you look at their World Cup qualification runs, especially in the last four or six years, every time they have a big game, every time they've had a must-win or must-draw situation, they've lost. And it's never been pretty either. And it's usually on the road. You know, they go to the United States, they go to Mexico, they go to Costa Rica, needing something, and they never pull it off. This is the first time where I've ever seen Panama take it to teams. Take it as if they know they're the better side. And not only are they performing that way, but they're getting the results too. I think they got incredibly close against Mexico in that Nations League third place game. I think this final is going to be just as close. And Panama on the verge, I'm not saying they might pull it off, but, but they are very close to kind of undoing all the demons, their past ghosts that Panama has had as a national team and actually lifting a trophy, man. That'd be huge. Only three teams have won the Gold Cup. Canada, Mexico, and the United States. 
Crazy. If, Crazy. If Panama, considering how good Costa Rica and Honduras have been in you know the last 20, 30 years, if Panama become the first Central American team to lift it, dude. Oh man, be crazy. That's a great point, man. It'd be they crazy. They really are doing a lot of their history. Yes, I think out of Mexico, USA, and themselves, they're the only team that hasn't lost a game in this tournament. Mm -hmm. They're undefeated so far, man. They're the team to beat, mm -hmm. and so I agree. They have a lot to uh, prove, but they also have earned and deserve that recognition as well. And Panama going into the World Cup qualification. Lifting the Gold Cup trophy in that process, I think it'd be huge for their morality, for the mentality, for the nation to get behind them, to see them lift a trophy would do wonders, man. And I, I do think there's a side to consider that they could very much, they could very well do that if they end up winning this tournament. So the opportunity, the golden opportunity is there for them, man. It really is. But you know what's crazy is looking back at our predictions, we didn't have Panama, man. Yeah. Like they came out of nowhere at the end of the day. We had, and if I remember correctly, I predicted the USA first and then Mexico second if they would be able to figure out their momentum and their chemistry under Jimmy, which they actually sort of have. So yeah. that kind of didn't end up working out. But for you, I believe you had the USA and if not Jamaica, if they had figured out how to play best amongst themselves. Right. Yeah. But no, no Panama, man. No Panama. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. They've truly, truly impressed me. And I am so excited to see where this Panamanian side goes over the next two and a half years. Even if they lose this game, you know, by like 2-0 or 3-1 or whatever, if they put in a really, really good performance that they've done in this entire tournament, I don't care what the result is, honestly. I'm just so happy that they're fulfilling the talent that is in this side. It makes me so happy. And they're also, you know, they don't have Michael Morillo. So we're not actually seeing this crazy. entire That's this crazy. entire back line to its full potential either. But I just even from a match perspective, I'm really, really excited to see this midfield battle. I want to know how Carrasquilla and Godoy go up against Chavez and Romo. Yeah. I wanna see that exchange. Who's gonna get the best out of each other and who's gonna get that ball more often? Yeah. I really do wonder because at the end of the day, I think midfield-wise, it's actually pretty even. I think where Mexico probably have a little bit higher advantage is gonna be in their defense. I think Mexico's defense is more experience for sure and also just individually a lot more talented than Panama but this tournament Panama have really shown me that when they believe in Andrade and Harold Cummings man Harold Cummings for me has been Panama's leader at the back even though he's made many appearances for them before he just seems different now he just yeah. seems way more experienced way more comfortable with his spacing and his defensive one-on-ones he looks so much better as a defender and that's obviously only going to help this Panama side I think where Panama's just my fault is going to be with their their uh, front line with Fajardo and Diaz they might be getting a little tired. They looked a little labored against the United States. I think the same thing will happen against Mexico, but they're not going to stop running. They're not going to stop attacking. Barcenas out on that right flank is going to continually penetrate, and that's going to be so entertaining to watch. I love this Panama team, bro. Yeah, they have so many different ways to just play the game. So fun and so entertaining to watch. At the very least, at the very least, they position themselves now. They're the favorites to qualify them first for the World Cup qualifying in CONCACAF, no? If Canada, USA, Mexico are out, Panama's number one then. Yeah. yeah I, what this tournament has shown me is that Panama is going to qualify for the They're World Cup. They're going to the World Cup. They're man. going to the World Cup, and that's going to be incredible. Yeah. Considering this team that they have and considering that they're going to improve, it's going to be beautiful to see. Then the second thing that I learned is actually like Guatemala, for example, <laughs> I think have 
replace any other team that's right on the fringe. They're yeah, right there. Yeah. You know, if they can, they're going to need a little bit of luck. But if they can pull it off, can play the way that they played at this tournament, I think they'll be right there. Yeah. They'll be right there. And if Guatemala actually pull it off, that would be fucking crazy, man. Because no one would have predicted that even a year or a year and a half ago. No one would say, you know, Guatemala is going to join Panama, USA, Mexico at the World Cup. Like, no one would say that. But I think Guatemala yeah. have proven to themselves and honestly to all of CONCACAF that they can compete with pretty much anybody. They just need a little just a little bit more finesse, maybe offensively. But even then, I think they're going to be right there. I mean, right there. So Panama, Guatemala for me have really hit the scene, bro. Yeah. And yeah. it's so exciting to see. All right, we'll be checking back with y'all. Salcho will be doing a solo show next week, reacting to the final, and I'll be on the Cooligans reacting to the final as well. Make sure to comment, like, and subscribe, and let us know who you think is going to win this tournament. Until next time, guys, peace.